Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber and up to 10 grams of protein per serving. Available on Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and Hero.co. That's Hero.co. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your purchase with promo code IHM10. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Hello, good morning angels and happy Monday. Welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host Lanny and I just got back from a walk. It's currently Thursday morning. It was supposed to be raining. It's not really raining. And I dressed way too warm for my walk. I went on a nice little four kilometer, 50 minute walk. Um, I was wearing my new Azurfit um, matching set amazing incredible I'm in love I got the navy from the Oxford collection highly recommend I'm just I'm in awe and I was wearing my Aritzia mega hoodie on top in the heather cloud white with my long super puff Aritzia jacket and stone taupe and I was wearing a beanie I don't remember what brand but it's from Aritzia like a knit light gray beanie like to match the sweater you know with my Air Force Ones. And at first I was like cool, calm, collected. I didn't really need my gloves. I brought my gloves. I brought my umbrella. The pockets fit my umbrella so nicely, which we love. But like halfway through my walk, like literally so hot. But I didn't want to take off my jacket because one, I didn't want to get sick because we all have like this like whole thing with the cold being sick. I mean, like maybe it is true. And then two, I just didn't want to carry my jacket because then I also had things in my pockets and I was scared of losing those things. So I kind of, kind of continued on the rest of my walk, like super hot, got home, literally took the beanie off. I took my sweatshirt off. I'm currently just sitting in the workout set, which I'm going to work out in tonight. I'm going to a class at Sweat and Tonic. Um, if you follow me on my Instagram stories or if you're a Toronto local, you guys know what Sweat and Tonic is. I'm doing like a booty hit class later tonight. So my plan is to work all day at Impact Kitchen. Also great spot. Love working there. Great food, great vibes um, with my friend Shayna. And then I'm going to go to this workout class later. So I was like, I'll just wear the whole set. But moral of the story, I just way too warm. I think it's like seven degrees Celsius outside right now. I think I'm going to switch my jacket for a vest um for later because I think I'm literally going to sweat my ass off if I continue to wear this long parka when it's like seven degrees outside we'll look again at the weather forecast before I leave after recording this to go work but um yeah we started off the day sweaty which is why I do morning walks I don't want to get sweaty in the morning anymore um so I'm going to take Amber Chamberlain's life hack um highly recommend this you take like an antibacterial wipe 
Um, if you're like kind of sweaty but not like sweaty enough to shower, you don't want to shower, you don't need to shower yet. Um, and you just like wipe your underarms and then you reapply deodorant. So because like your underarms are like where most of the smell is coming from, right? So if you kill the bacteria, which is what makes the odor, then you're not going to be smelly and you also feel a little fresher. Um, I also like to sometimes take a baby wipe and just like wipe my lower back or like my body. Um, obviously shower, please shower. But if it's like a little like moment like this, like I wouldn't say like I'm drenched. I was just a little hot. Like I got a little heated in my morning walk. Um, but anyhow, also I went to one kitchen last night for dinner. They have like the supper that sustains us, which is a dinner, um, focus around sustainability. If you didn't know one hotel, one kitchen, is all about sustainability efforts. Um, This is not sponsored, but it was an incredible experience. And the supper that sustains us is everything is collected for the most part within 100 kilometers or like most likely local. Um, So it it was incredible. It was a five-course tasting menu. Super, super incredible. Incredible service. If you live in Toronto, highly recommend checking that out. If you live near a one hotel and they have a one kitchen, maybe check out to see if they're doing that at the one near you. Um, but 110% would go back again. I love one kitchen. Um, but also, I feel like we need to give a little life update. Um, school for me finishes in about a week. Um, my last exam is on December 12th, my only exam, my last exam ever. Um, as of right now, I don't plan on doing a master's or anything further with my education. I also had my last lecture yesterday because um, all my other the, for this course, it's my only course that has like a consistent live lecture and next week is just the work period. So Lanny had her last lecture ever. Um, on a random Wednesday in her apartment downtown in Toronto. Go her. Um, go me. And that's all I'm going to update you on for now. I have a few other exciting things in the works. I know I hate being one of those people, but I will update you in the coming weeks when I can. Um, super excited about that. But let's get into our weekly intention. I just want to let you know that I've been killing it at the seven-hour sleep game for the most part, except for one or two nights a week. I've been getting at least seven hours, sometimes eight, sometimes even nine. I think one night I got 10. Okay, we are killing the game. Um, That's still going to be my weekly intention. I really want to just really focus on getting enough sleep, getting into bed earlier, having good quality sleep. I've been really liking um, going to bed with some music playing. I'll talk about that a little bit in my favorites. Um, But weekly intention, still, I really want the seven hours of sleep minimum. It's doing me wonders. I'm feeling amazing. That's my weekly intention. My tip of the week is to get yourself an accountability buddy, partner, friend, whatever, um, whatever goals you're setting. Make sure you have someone to keep you accountable, whether it's your mom or your dad or a sibling. Maybe it's your partner, like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, maybe it's a best friend who's also doing this challenge or working towards the same goal as you. Um, Maybe it's a peer, maybe it's a colleague, Um, maybe it's a mentor, like have someone to keep you accountable. I feel like for me, my Instagram and like our community keeps me accountable because I post about my life on there. And that's a big thing. But I also want to say like my friend Corey, shout out to you, Corey, if you're listening to this, I know you're listening. Um, 
you keep me accountable. So check in with your friends, checked in with like those who, you know, are setting goals and like make sure they're achieving them. Um, but really lean into that accountability partner. I, I think it's a game changer. It makes working out fun. It may, like if your goal is for working out, um, it makes completing your goal a lot more fun. Um, it really holds you accountable. And then into my current favorite. So a current favorite of mine is I have a Sonos speaker, which I absolutely love. Um, best investment by far. And I've been listening to just like a chill Zen playlist. Um, good vibes before bed. It's super quiet and I leave it and I fall asleep to it. And I used to do this a while ago, like maybe in first or second year of university, like freshman, sophomore year, and also in high school. And I've been doing it lately and I absolutely love it. So highly recommend that. Um, Love, love, love. I just find random playlists on Spotify. I don't really make my own playlists. Um, My Spotify is public. So you can probably see like my favorited playlist. I'm not really sure how Spotify works, but my Spotify is just my name, Alana Bloomberg. You can check that out. Um, another current favorite is Impact Kitchen. I love working there. I love the food. I feel super productive when I work there. Um, I've been literally working there like from like nine till five. Some days on Saturday this past week like two weeks ago for when you're listening to this approximately, depending when you listen. Um, I was there from literally like 11 till 5, like cramming for my midterm, my final midterm. Don't recommend. Think ahead, plan ahead, study ahead. Um, but I was super productive and I feel like it's like just a good vibe, a good environment. Um, there's people working even on the weekends, good music, good food, like healthy foods. So like you're not having like fast food. You know, you're like being well-nourished, um, great service great atmosphere absolutely love it if you live in Toronto definitely check it out but like overall like vibes like a really good like productive space where you can do work um it's also nice to switch it up from like the work up from home environment and I'm gonna say my favorite my final favorite are navy leggings because now I have two pairs I went from zero to 100 real quick um, I got ones from Athleta. I was invited to the event, an event at their new Toronto store. It's their first store in Canada. Um, I got the Athleta salutation leggings in like this navy color. Absolutely love it. And then I'm currently, like I just said, in my Zerfit Oxford set in this navy blue or blue. It's like um like a collegiate blue. Absolutely love it. Highly, highly recommend. But I'm really excited for Serena Silva to be on the pod. Um, we're talking about everything from seasonal affective disorder, which I personally struggle with, um, imposter syndrome, all the good stuff. Um, she's incredible. She's great. I think you're really going to love this episode as always. So here is Serena. Okay. Hear me out. You guys know that I absolutely love coffee. I love espresso. I love my iced lattes. I love my coffee in the morning. It's what gets me out of bed. I love my lattes. And that's where Two Bears comes in. Two Bears, it has the mission to energize your mission, your moments, and to do that with the highest quality ingredients that are plant-based, nutritious, and innovative, and hear me out, guilt-free. They offer a variety of different products. They use flash brewing, not cold brewing, giving a better taste and consistency 
They are nitro, frothy, creamy, and uplifting, and you can trust them for using the highest quality ingredients and having a clean label. With higher quality natural and plant-based ingredients, from the coffee to the oat milk, you know you are getting the good stuff. They are also sustainable from their packaging to plant-based ingredients, oats use less water than any other plant-based or non-dairy milk, and they are proudly Canadian with their Canadian oats sourced from Saskatchewan. They have incredible lattes. They have black coffee even, their black flash brew. I love their vanilla oat latte. It is incredible. And you can use code MORNINGRAY10 for 10% off at twobears.ca. That is code MORNINGRAY10, the number's one zero, at twobears.ca. Check out Two Bears and thank you Two Bears for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. So I'm here with Serena. Welcome to Morning Ray. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. So for those who don't know you, who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? Uh, My name is Serena. I'm 23 years old. I live just outside of Toronto. I recently graduated from Queen's University. I'm currently working as a behavior therapist. I also volunteer for the National Eating Disorder Information Center and the Canadian Global Health Youth Alliance. I'm, I just started a little wellness account, Wellness with Serena, and my zodiac sign is a cancer, which I definitely resonate with that, especially the emotional <laughs> part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I always hear like cancers are super emotional. Um, I feel like I don't know many cancers in my life. I feel like I tend to attract a lot of Aries being a Leo. But that's awesome. <laughs> so I feel like this topic is a really cool topic that I wanted to talk with you about today um because we're heading like we're in November like we're definitely like in the thick of like fall and we're going into winter and I know personally I struggle with SAD which is seasonal affective disorder um I've used a happy light before um I know some my friend Corey also deals with SAD a bit so I would love if you could share with the listeners what exactly SAD is. Um, Obviously, your definition of it is going to be a lot more professional, knowledgeable, and educated than mine. Um, But if you could just like let us know like what actually is SAD. Yeah, for sure. So seasonal affective disorder, sometimes called seasonal depression or SAD, like you said, is a subtype of major depression except in SAD, the feelings and symptoms of depression are actually occurring with changes in the season. So a lot of people think it comes only with fall and winter weather, but for some people it's the reverse, where Mm. in the summer and spring they become depressed. And there's also reverse SAD, where the changes in the season can create manic or hypomanic episodes. So maybe in the summer and spring, or for some people the fall and winter, you become just super happy and energetic rather than being depressed. And the symptoms of SAD are kind of similar to those of depression. So you're having feelings of hopelessness, worthlessness, low energy, losing interest in things you used to enjoy, sleeping problems, appetite changes, either too much or too little, it depends on the person, sluggishness, agitation, trouble concentrating, changes in your desire for sexual activity, and in severe cases, you can have suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation. Wow, I didn't know that it could be like opposite, like opposite seasons or that 
it could be manic as well. Like I've studied bipolar disorder. Um, I've had like a few family members who are bipolar. So like I'm aware of like that terminology, but I never knew that like sad could also be manic. Like I feel like everyone only talks about it in like feeling depressed and they only really talk about it in the colder months, like never really in, in spring or summer. Is it more rare for it to be like switched? Yeah, so it's definitely more common to have depressive symptoms in the fall and winter. Reverse sad and or depressive symptoms in spring and summer are a lot less common, but it does happen and I just think it's important to talk about because maybe somebody's listening and they're like, wait, I don't resonate with this, but I feel this in the summer and you Mm -hmm. know, that's okay. It's not talked about, but it's definitely a real thing. Yeah, for sure. So... My question is, like, why does sad, like, occur? Like, obviously, it's not, like, a tip – it's not, like, an always-going thing. Um, Like, I don't want to say it's not normal, but, like, normal, like, depression that's, like, kind of always there. It's more on a seasonal basis. So, like, why does it occur in certain seasons? Like, what really causes it to happen? We don't fully know, like, a lot of things. We're still – you know, doing research, trying to figure it out. But there are a couple of possible reasons that some researchers have come up with and are trying to explore. So some people think maybe it's the lack of vitamin D in sunlight. Maybe the sunlight has an impact on serotonin levels for some people giving you more serotonin or less serotonin in certain months. Mm -hmm. You might produce more melatonin in the winter, causing that sleepiness and low mood and sluggishness. It could be a genetic thing, just something in the environment that happens when the seasons change. And most of like the most common kind of theory is that it's just a manifestation of our own negative feelings. So I know I personally don't like winter. And Mm -hmm. obviously, (laughs) of course, especially living in Canada, right? Yeah. So, So when that winter weather comes and it starts to get cold and you are like, oh, winter is here that's just going to further increase those feelings of sadness and depression and Mm -hmm. grumpiness and almost fuel the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like last winter I didn't feel it as intensely as I have in previous winters. And I think it was because my mindset wasn't really like, oh, it's winter, like I hate this. Like I was kind of distracted by other events going on in my life that were bringing me joy. So it made winter and fall and like just like the colder short days a lot more enjoyable. So I definitely feel like the manifestation part can definitely like impact it for me. Who would you say is more at risk for um, seasonal affective disorder then? So it totally depends on the person, but it's usually comorbid or co-occurring with conditions like anxiety disorders, ADHD, eating disorders. It's more common in females than in males. The distance from the equator is huge. So the farther away you are from the equator, the more drastic those seasonal changes are and the more likely you are to develop seasonal defective disorder. Family history of sad or of any other mental illness is obviously a big risk factor Mm -hmm. and for those people who have reverse sad bipolar disorder is actually a really big risk factor as you can probably understand with those manic and hypomanic phases Mm -hmm. 
Wow. That like, that's actually like interesting. Like, do you think that if you live in a warmer climate, like you probably don't even know what sad is because like, you're not really dreading the winter because your winter isn't like significantly colder. Like I feel like in Australia, like their winter is what, like our fall and our spring. Like it's like, if it even is that in parts of Australia, um, I feel like it's definitely like something more common, at least like my friends from Toronto. Like I never really hear about like my friends in California talking about it. Like it's definitely like a lot warmer and sunnier there. Kind of crazy. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. I actually, I went to California in February, I think a few years ago. And one of the first things I said was everybody here is so happy it's February. Like, yeah. why are you all so happy? <laughs> like, you should all be <laughs> Like, sad what's like wrong me. with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I definitely think it's because they have sunlight. They have beautiful weather and they're not dreading the fact that it's snow and it's dark and it's gross outside, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also, like, what makes us want to go somewhere warm in the middle of winter, like, in the depth of winter. Like, just to kind of like break it up and like get that serotonin boost and like get some vitamin D and sunshine. I feel like it definitely helps a lot with your mental health. I know like for sure, like that's helped me before, especially like with COVID and not being able to have the opportunity to go away or the ability to really go away in the middle of winter. I feel like I definitely like noticed a little bit of a difference in my mood throughout the season. Um, how do you think someone should go about coping with seasonal affective disorder, especially like if they're not someone that typically deals with depression or anxiety or feelings of being low or like sad? Um, what would you recommend for someone to cope? Um, I will start with some very basic like little lifestyle things that you can incorporate to boost your mood and then go into more medical type Mm -hmm. um, things so things like limiting alcohol and caffeine eating a nutritious diet especially fruits veggies fortified vitamin d drinking water those are going to be really really helpful just in boosting your overall mental and physical health Mm -hmm. Um, spending more time outdoors i know it's probably gross out if you're experiencing the more common version but just getting some sunlight and fresh air can be really helpful for you. Doing those things that you love or you used to love can be really nice. So if you like reading or drawing or anything like that, really try to incorporate those habits back into your life. Make it feel normal again. Moving your body, whether it's like a walk, yoga, more intense forms of like working out, anything to kind of just like get the blood flowing, get your body physically in a good state, an energized state. Um, meditation, journaling, affirmations, those like mindful acts of self-care are really important and really good for dealing with this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, light therapy boxes can be really great. You can literally search like light therapy box on Amazon and a bunch of them will come up. Um, obviously look at the reviews and talk to your doctor before doing something like this Mm -hmm. to make sure it's right for you but they can be really helpful in reducing symptoms not only of sad but actually of various mental health conditions um i will say do not use a therapy light if you have reverse sad 
it will only trigger more manic episodes. <laughs> so that's just a little yes, warning. Yes. <laughs> um, reaching out to family and friends, talk about how you're feeling. Maybe you'll notice that they are likely feeling the same way as you. It's a lot more common than you think. So mm-hmm. talk to them, tell them how you're feeling. Um, just spending time with people in general is great for your mental health. If you find that these symptoms and feelings are really distressing, like it's impacting your ability to do your schoolwork or perform well at your job or just be yourself, it might be a Mm -hmm. good idea to talk to your primary doctor or find a psychotherapist or another mental health practitioner and talk to them, see maybe if they have other tips for you, maybe some therapy, maybe medication if it's, you know, at a point where you're needing that extra little help Mm -hmm. and then lastly I'm gonna just say some websites you can just type them into google if you're listening to this and you want to find some extra support there's better help seven cups of tea suicide stop and self-injury outreach and support so those are some websites and I'm sure if you google other forms of support around you you can find some really good ones but These are a few that I know of that are really evidence-based and ethical that can really help you just get that extra bit of help because as much as we love self-care and mindfulness and taking care of ourselves, sometimes that's not enough for some people and that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. I'm like huge – I'm a huge advocate for therapy and even if you don't feel like you're at the extremes where you feel like you can't really cope with it on your own anymore, like – you don't need to be at that point to speak to someone professionally. Like you can log on to BetterHelp. You can ask your primary doctor for referral to a therapist, like a psychotherapist. Just like keeping everything like fine-tuned so that you don't have to get to the breaking point, you know? Oh, for sure. Huge advocate for that. Um, even with the happy light, I remember – I didn't use it last year, but I remember the year before when I was studying for exams um, – in the winter semester, I would have it off to the side of my desk. And I don't know if it's a placebo thing, but it definitely helped me focus a bit more on my work and like kind of like energize me and like lighten my spirits like while at the sounds so foo-foo, but like it, I don't know, like it works. Like I would do that, especially like when I remember when I was at Laurier, like studying in like my dorm and my apartment there, like I would have it on my desk and it would help, especially if I was like studying late at night. Um, I remember being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to hellofresh.com slash 50ray and use code 50ray for 50% off 
plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Using it, like if you have to use it, you don't ever want to look directly at it. Like it's not safe for your eyes, like the same way you wouldn't look directly at the sun. And you want to keep it like an ample distance away from you. But also do your own research, speak to your doctor. That's what I remember from when I used one. Yeah, that's definitely important to note. Like, they're, but like you said, they're so helpful for various things. And who knows, maybe it is a placebo. But even if it was, if it helps you, it helps you, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and you can get them at Costco. Mine's from Costco. I think it's Virtuo, like light, happy light, something like that. I don't know. They have like thinner ones that are more aesthetic and like nicer, but mine's like a little bulky, but it works. It does the job. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually like one of the more popular brands. So that's good. Yes. So you touched a little bit on mindfulness. You guys, if you're listening, you know I'm a huge advocate for mental health. I'm always talking about mental health and being mindful. And right now, for me, a lot of my goals are to be more mindful, especially when it comes to doing tasks, to eating, like being mindful of what I'm eating, being mindful of my scrolling on my phone. But I'd love to talk to you, Serena, about what does mindfulness mean to you? Because I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Um, I like that you ask what it means to me because that's a big part of what I think about mindfulness is that it's so individualized. Whatever mm-hmm. it is that it takes for you to just step down from the craziness and the busyness of everyday life and just be present in the current moment and just take that extra time for yourself to ground yourself to really realize like that you are on this planet and you're alive and just really take that second to be still and calm even if it's only that only a second it's really all that mindfulness is at least in my personal opinion Mm -hmm. and what are some practices you implement in your life to make sure that you're like being mindful and like you're encouraging a mindfulness point of view and like your practices and everything. Yeah, I listen to these binaural beats on Spotify. It's called Miracle Tones. And mm-hmm. each one is like there's one for anxiety, there's one for healing, physical pain. So I'll find one that suits my specific needs that day. Like if I ate something that's not sitting right with my stomach I might pick the detoxing one and just get rid of the like yuckiness or like maybe if I drank too much I'm like we need to get this out so I play it for <laughs> <Me> like last <laughs> night <laughs> so I play it for 15 minutes there's a little option on Spotify where it will like turn off after 15 minutes and I just sit there listen to it really think about what I'm asking it to do for me so if I'm asking it to heal my anxiety I just sit there and I just 
think of that intention and kind of fall asleep to it. Um, that's my favorite and I do it every single night or almost every night. Obviously, if I'm mm-hmm. getting home at like 2 a.m., I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Why not? Um, Just do a full like routine at like 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like sometimes I will do that and I look like a crazy person, but <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Um, I love to set an intention for my day before I even check my phone or anything. Like today I'm going to be kind to others or today I'm going to have a fun, spontaneous day. Today I will nourish my body. Just something that I feel like I really need for that day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll pick it and I'll try to really think about it throughout the day. Make sure that all the actions that I'm taking fall in with that intention. I love taking a walk before work in the morning, just 10 minutes mm-hmm. around the block. Oh, my gosh. I started doing it in the fall, I think, and life-changing. <laughs> yeah, I love – like, there's nothing more therapeutic and calming and, like, I guess, like, also energizing in a way to just, like, take a moment for yourself in the morning, whether you put your – headphones in and listen to a podcast or music or you're simply just like out either alone or maybe you're with someone and just like walking and moving your body getting some fresh air getting some vitamin d like it just starts the day off right I absolutely love it I did it today I did a longer walk because it's the weekend obviously I have more time but it's just like it's so calming and it really allows me to fill my cup up before I pour and give to others yeah for sure I could not believe when I started doing it just my whole day was just so much brighter and more energized because I really took that time for myself and even just nature fresh air sunlight giving myself all those things that I needed to show up for myself and others Mm -hmm. and what are some benefits that you've experienced and that maybe you also know from practicing mindfulness especially for your mental health um, I feel like your mental health also impacts your physical health. So just like your overall well-being, what are some of the benefits you have found? Obviously, you said just even like the walks have made like your day a lot brighter. But anything else you have experienced, maybe it will motivate others to take more time to be more mindful. Oh, my gosh. I don't think people understand how much scientific evidence there actually is on mindfulness. I went through a big rabbit hole. I'm such a nerd but (laughs) but there's actually so much research that shows that it's actually really really beneficial for our physical and mental health so mindfulness can decrease your blood pressure your cholesterol your heart rate your cortisol your epinephrine it reduces stress anxiety depression physical pain it increases blood flow to the brain increases productivity increases feelings of happiness it actually physically increases the amount of gray matter in your brain and there was actually one study where they took a bunch of people who had never meditated or practiced Mm -hmm. mindfulness and for 30 to 40 minutes a day they would practice meditation and after eight weeks they did a second scan of the brain and there was physical changes in their brains that showed how the mindfulness had impacted them and just improved overall functioning That's insane. I didn't know, like, I know, like, I have experienced benefits in, like, terms of, like, being happier and, like, more at peace and, like, more comfortable in my own skin and being able to perform better and all that. But 
you know, like you think it's like not like super scientific. You're like, okay, maybe it's just like me or maybe like like a placebo in a way or like I don't know, like more like no like holistic nutrition. Like there's not really like a lot of science backing it, like hence why it's more like holistic. But that's really interesting to learn. Yeah, I think a lot of people just think it's like, oh, like mindfulness, like you're just like a little weird or, you know, that whatever kind of spiritual stuff and people think of Mm -hmm. it in a certain way but there's actual physical evidence that you cannot deny that is it's changing our bodies and our brains physically so it's not just you that is thinking this is happening (laughs) if someone is looking to start to be more mindful and to start to implement more practices into their life what would you recommend as to like where they can start Because I know, like, if I'm listening to this and, like, I've never really considered being mindful or I feel like I'm not a super mindful person, I feel like I might feel, like, kind of overwhelmed. Like, how do I start? So maybe if you could provide a few words of wisdom as to how to do that. Yeah, I think one tip would be to find what brings you the most peace and feelings of mindfulness. So maybe when you're working out in the gym, you are really – at peace and you're really focusing on okay which muscles am I activating during this bicep curl maybe that's your form of mindfulness going to the gym and exercising maybe you're really into drawing whether or not you're good at it and you find that when you're drawing you are in your own place and you're just at peace maybe that's how you incorporate it into your daily life it's finding something like for me painting my nails it's such a nice little mindful practice. It takes me, you know, like 15 minutes or something and I'm just at peace with myself quietly, just painting my nails or maybe I'm listening to music, doing my makeup is the same thing. So finding just a way in your life like that you're already doing that already brings mm-hmm. you joy and just taking out that extra step of really setting that intention to be more peaceful and grounded in that moment. I love that. I was actually going to bring up the nail painting because Lauren Elizabeth always talks about on her podcast, especially in the peak of um, COVID and like quarantine when she was at home, she's like, it's actually therapeutic for me to paint my own nails because I literally cannot do anything else. Like I I can't be on my phone. My hands are busy. Like my right hand's painting my left hand or my left hand's painting my right hand. I can't like be on my phone while I'm doing it. Like if you're at like the nail salon and like you're getting a pedicure, you can be on your phone. So she like loves it because it's like therapeutic for her. So it's like really like the mundane things that if you just like encourage yourself and set the intention to be more present in that moment, like even if you're with your friend and you're having coffee, like you're not on your phones, like you're not like looking around like at other people, like you're really like present in that moment and like engaged in that conversation and that even that can be like a form of mindfulness like it doesn't have to be this like super big like seven million step routine that you're implementing like it's very achievable to and applicable to any lifestyle yeah for sure and if you are looking for the more like traditional meditation type mindfulness stuff There are YouTube videos or podcast episodes on the Apple Podcast app or the Spotify app that are guided meditations. They can be as short as like 5-10 minutes and you just play it and it will 
guide you through how to breathe and what to think about and relaxing your body slowly. And that's a really good way to start meditating if that's something that you're interested in and it's something I highly, highly, highly recommend for anybody, whether or not you struggle with mental health, it's just really good for your physical and mental well-being. Mm -hmm. And there's so many benefits um, attached to meditating. I personally don't meditate, but it's something I'm interested in and I've like heard a lot about it on podcasts, especially Ariel Laurie. She's the host of um, The Blonde Files. She talks about meditation all the time. She's always like, I know when I start talking about this, like a million people are going to click out or like they're going to fast forward, but I'm talking about this because it's important. Um, So if you want to learn a bit more about like meditation and like her experience, I highly recommend listening. I think she has like a full episode um, about it. But I want to take advantage of when you're here to talk a little bit more about imposter syndrome. I feel like it's a buzzword right now on social media and just like in conversations I'm having with friends. And even I've been talking to my therapist a lot about it because I feel like I've been really struggling with imposter syndrome. Um, But for someone who doesn't know what is imposter syndrome, because I feel like some people are just like using the word and they don't really understand. So what is your definition of what imposter syndrome is? Um, Before I get into the definition, you're mentioning it's so popular on social media. I just want to emphasize that that is because so many people experience this. It's Mm -hmm. estimated that 70% of the population will experience it at least one time in their lifetime. Wow. So so if you're having these feelings, these symptoms that I'm about to kind of go over, you're not alone. It's so common. And even though it's not a diagnosable thing, it's just kind of a experience that you have. It is serious and it is something that is helpful to learn about. And we'll talk about coping skills after, I'm sure. But basically, it's when you see yourself as an imposter or a phony Like you're in a situation and you're thinking, I'm not as competent as others think I am. I don't belong here. Like I only got this job because of some kind of crazy luck. Like when are they going to find out that I'm actually not good enough to be here? Or I only got an A on this test because like my prof didn't notice, but like I'm actually not smart enough to have gotten an A. Little things like that. So if you're experiencing self-doubt, belittling yourself or your performance, fearing that you don't live up to people's expectations of you, you're a bit of an overachiever, maybe you have some self-sabotaging behaviors, Me. (laughs) (laughs) setting unrealistic goals for yourself, and then being disappointed when you obviously didn't achieve them because they were unrealistic, you might be experiencing some imposter syndrome. (laughs) Hi, my name is Alana, and I'm experiencing imposter syndrome. Right? Me too. Literally all the time. It's funny, actually, when I started the job I'm working right now as the behavior therapist, one of my coworkers, she started a few weeks after me and she was like, oh my gosh, like, is it just me? Or like, I feel like I really don't belong here. I'm not qualified to do this. And I was like, girl, me too. But don't worry, we're obviously qualified because we're here. A hundred percent. Why do you think people struggle with imposter syndrome or like more, I guess, like where do you think it stems from? Because obviously like it's something like very much like with how like you think about yourself and I 
like I personally feel like it might stem from like self-esteem. Um, but why do you think people struggle from imposter syndrome? Yeah, like you said, self-esteem, perfectionism. Um, if you come from a high-achieving family or a family who really valued those high achievements, if you came from a family who was really critical but also offered a lot of praise for high achievements, that can create a lot of confusion for you and make you think you have this expectation that you kind of have to live up to. Mm -hmm. And if you're starting a new job or maybe you're starting university or any new role, really, it's definitely very likely to come in now because it's kind of your brain's way of coping with this new information and this new role is just being like, oh my gosh, we don't belong here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I feel like I've definitely been experiencing like increased feelings of imposter syndrome since starting my new role. It's like my first like adult job. Um, And I'm responsible for a lot of things. And like, I know I'm capable, but like, there's still like a part of me, it's like, when are they going to find out that I'm like not actually like qualified for this? Like I feel like I've cheated myself there like to get there because I feel like also a lot of like the knowledge that I have is like not a traditional means. Like I didn't learn a lot of what I know from school and I feel like our society is very like you learn everything you need to know from school and then you get a job out of like based on like your education and like yes, I like learned a lot about marketing in school but I feel like a lot of it's self-taught so that like leads into my imposter syndrome um but I'd love to hear about how can you maybe navigate imposter syndrome like what are some things that you can work on like with yourself and navigating these thoughts and feelings of being an imposter and learning to be a bit more self-confident and to really trust yourself and not have these feelings of self-doubt um One thing that I would encourage you to do if you're having these thoughts and feelings is to question yourself. Like, how likely is it that you are a fraud, that you got here by accident? How likely is it that this person hired you by accident? They probably interviewed so many candidates and they still chose you. So you belong to be here. Another thing that I would, I like to do personally, and I think really helps is write down a list of all of your accomplishments, all your talents, all the things you're good at whether they're big accomplishments, small accomplishments, read them over and don't pretend, don't think you're reading these about you. Think you're reading them about yourself. So I might read all of my accomplishments and think like, this is some stranger's resume that I'm reading. You're probably going to be super impressed with them, right? You're going to be like, wow, Mm -hmm. this person did this and they did that and they have these talents and they're really good at this and they have these great qualities. So now do you realize that these thoughts about your achievements don't actually relate to the ones that you have about yourself. I think it's kind of eye-opening to be like, oh, wait, I actually am pretty awesome. Um, Which leads me into my next point. The fact that you are in this position and you're thinking that you're an imposter, that you don't belong to be here, means like you're in a pretty cool new position, whether you're starting school or you're starting a job. So, Either way, you're obviously amazing. You got here. It's a sought-after place that you've just gotten into. Imposter syndrome is most often experienced by high-achieving people. So just recognize that and recognize your place in that. Just recognize that you belong to be here. And talk to your friends. Like, 
we both just said that we both have experienced it. I'm sure if you go mm-hmm. out and talk to your friends, you'll realize they've experienced it too. So just talking to other people, I think, can be can really open our eyes to like, okay, we're being irrational. Like we do belong here. And lastly, I would suggest, like you said, talking to your therapist about it if you have one or if you don't. It's really awesome to see one, even if you don't have a mental health condition and just find the roots of these causes, these thoughts, these feelings, build tools that really work for you and figure out how to navigate it together. I love all of that. I really like the point that you brought about writing down like your list of like accomplishments and everything you've done and looking at it from the perspective of like a friend or a stranger. Um, Emma Chamberlain did a podcast episode on imposter syndrome and she spoke about looking at like yourself from a bird's point of view or like someone like an external point of view. So like very much like the same thing because even like in anything in your life, like the way that you talk to yourself, I feel like we're all super mean and judgmental and critical of ourselves like more often than appropriate. But you never speak to a friend or a colleague or an acquaintance the way that you talk to yourself. You would be like, no, like you look great. Like you're doing amazing. Like that's insane that you accomplished that. You deserve to be here. Like changing that perspective and that narrative and that way that you're talking to yourself can really help eventually like switch that mindset and hopefully limit the amount of imposter syndrome that you are feeling. Yeah, for sure. And actually I can share some affirmations for imposter syndrome if you think that would be helpful. Yeah, I would love that. I love positive affirmations. So do I. These, If you are unfamiliar with affirmations, these are just little sentences. You can look yourself in the mirror and say them. You can just read them and say them out loud. You can journal them, whatever works for you, but just, just kind of gives yourself these reminders. So in the case of imposter syndrome, I think some positive affirmations you can say are things like, I do not need to be perfect for others to approve of me. I am qualified for this role. I believe in myself. I am capable. I belong here. I deserve to be here. I am proud of myself for all that I have accomplished. I know what I'm doing. Or realistically, any of the thoughts that you're having, just reframing them. So if Mm -hmm. your thought is, I don't know what I'm doing, reframing that to, I do know what I'm doing. Those are some affirmations that I personally like and I think are really helpful when you're experiencing these thoughts and feelings. I'd like to add one. I actually got this. I did hypnotherapy the other day. Um, where I believe her handle on Instagram is Life with Gab. She's currently like in the process of being certified. It was my first time doing hypnosis and we focused it on imposter syndrome and she gave me an affirmation that I would repeat throughout my hypnosis and I could do like self-hypnosis afterwards and it was I am confident in every aspect of my life because I feel like imposter syndrome can occur in so many different areas. It doesn't have to necessarily just be career or education. Like it can occur in like maybe your friend group is like, why do they want to be friends with me? Like I feel like they're going to find out who I actually am and not going to want to be friends with me. So I really love – I'm confident in every aspect of my life. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a really great point that you brought up that it can be – present in any aspect of your life like oh these friends are like too cool for me or any little thing that you're doing um I'm not as strong as these other people in the gym like Mm -hmm. whatever 
area that you're experiencing this feeling in. I hope that these little tools can help. Yeah, I hope so too. So we're going to wrap it up. What is one piece of advice or a quote that you live by that you want to leave the listeners with if they didn't listen to anything in this episode and they were just to take this one piece, these few words, what would you leave them with? Um, I will leave you with a quote that I love. It's something will grow from all you are going through and it will be you. I love that. I love that so much. Wow. I'm going to write that down. I know. I think it's and- so powerful. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. I really like it. Wow. Little light bulb moment. And <laughs> Serena, plug yourself out. Where can the listeners find you? I know you mentioned you have a wellness page, so plug that out. I want everyone to be able to follow along you and get more wisdom from you. Yeah. So my little wellness account, uh, I just started it kind of recently, but you know, we're working on it is Mm -hmm. wellness with Serena. So W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-W-I-T-C or W-I-T-H-S-E-R-E-N-N-A. Oh my gosh. Hopefully that made sense. That's okay. I'll have it linked in the show notes. So if you guys want to go and follow Serena, you can. But thank you so much for coming on Morning Ray. It was a pleasure having you on. I hope that the listeners found this episode helpful. I feel like a lot of the topics we spoke about are really relevant, especially with the time of year and a lot of people experiencing pandemic fatigue. That's like a whole other episode that we could discuss. Um, But thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. It was so great chatting with you and hopefully some of the stuff that we talked about can be really helpful for some people. Yeah, I hope so too. If you guys like this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as that's how you can support Morning Ray. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.